really do. Good morning. Oh, Good night. Good day. You know, so there was a, a person in my group coaching program who had this saying every single time he joined a like group meeting, he would say, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or wherever you are. I was yeah. like, man, I really like that. Like, I thought that was that was really clever. Um, but today, I'm really, really trying to like fine tune these to be super quick so that we can give the, the hardcore stuff to the members only podcast. Um, today, I wanted to talk about automation versus personality and not automation like how we know it you know like I have the website set up so that when you come into the website when you when you buy or when you pre-order my book then it automatically orders a book to print and the book gets shipped to you and like you automatically get an email from me and you know in order to start that whole process I make an Instagram post and it says comment book down below my post and I'll DM you the information and then my little brat bot like comments on the post and is like, thank you so much. Check your DMs. And then yeah. in the DMs, it says like, salutations. I'm really glad you're stoked about this. Here's the link. You know, yeah. when I talk about that for automation, that's not actually what I'm talking about for yeah. this podcast. It's the same concept. Like the whole goal of automation is to streamline the process so that there's the least amount of thought for us. Um, yeah. Angel and I had this conversation where for the clinic website, I was one of the things I really struggle with my first year of clinics is I really wanted it to be personable. I really wanted everybody to like interact with me. I wanted it to be a small business. It was cute and it was adorable. And in order to do that, like they had to fill out a form on my website for the date they wanted to sign up, what bike they were on, what their skill level was, what they wanted to learn in class, like what they were most afraid of. You know, it was this whole thing. It was really great. I got to gather all this information and I got the email and I was like, cool. And then I would individually write the same exact email to all of these people back and then I would send them an invoice and then I had no idea if they were going to show up or not because nobody ever paid their invoices because they didn't have to pay up front and it was this whole like really stressful experience and it was all because I was like are they are they actually going to sign out like what's happening you know so so this year I automated it so this year now you go to the web like I make a post I say comment clinic and I'll send you the clinic information they go to the clinic website they have to pay before they can give me that information and before mm -hmm. they get the email with all the information about like what the clinic stuff is. Cause if they show up and they didn't pay, like I can't, I can't not have forced them to not attend the class cause they're in the area. You know, they're just going to sit on the outskirts and like watch, like yeah. not about that anymore. So, so I started automating it, but there's still the ability to be personable while automating everything. So when I talk about this, I sent Angel a screenshot this morning. Um, a gentleman sent me an email and he thought I was Carolina Dirt Bike Rentals, which is a company that we partner with. It's actually one of my students runs that business and we partner with him and help get some traction in clinics and we do a lot of exposure and he did a lot of networking for us. So it was a really good partnership. And um, he found my email on Zach's website, admin at Leaky Mushroom Moto Ranch, but it was under the tab that said like guest coaches and clinics. Like here's yeah. the information. My email wasn't on that website. So they went from Carolina Dirt Bike Rentals to the Leaky Mushroom Motor Ranch website. And then on the Leaky Mushroom Motor Ranch website, they found my email and then mm -hmm. sent me an email for Carolina Dirt Bike Rentals. And that email said, and I quote, hi, I came across your website and just wanted to say how much I love the pictures of your dirt bikes. My name is blank and I work at blank, 
a lead generation company that specializes in helping motorcycle dealerships grow their customers' base through effective online campaigns. We recently launched a social sharing contest. Say that seven times fast. We recently launched a social sharing contest for one of our clients, and they saw 287 new referrals in just 27 days. Can we chat about how we can do the same for you? Thanks. Now, I know that uh, you're probably like, what does this have to do with sponsorship? I don't know about you, but I am guilty of finding something super generic to say that can break the ice to anybody that I would reach out to and then copy and paste that 100 times a day into a LinkedIn messenger or into an email like CRM, Consumer Relations Manager, um, mm -hmm. which just automatically sends emails out. And the thing about that is when you do that, First of all, it leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. Like I read that email and I laughed. I laughed so hard. I screenshotted <laughs> it. I sent it to Zach. I sent it to Angel. I was like, can you believe this guy? Like what? <laughs> First of all, wrong company. Second of yep. all, both Zach and I are not motorcycle dealerships. Third of all, I love the pictures of your dirt bikes. Come on. <laughs> like what? And it's only funny to me because I've done it. And, I, and I'm on the other side of it now. Like I used to do like, hey, I really like your company. I really think we would work well together. Let's schedule a meeting or something, you know? Um, and by now, you've listened to the podcast with Sherco where he said the number one thing he hates is what, Angel? Laziness. Laziness. Yep. The most lazy thing you could do is come up with a generic icebreaker. I like the pictures of your dirt bikes. He knows that all motorcycle dealerships are going to have pictures of their dirt bikes somewhere on their website. Yeah. Um, so it's just the most generic copy and paste sent to everybody. And it's yeah. easy for us to do that because it's a numbers game. Like, oh, the one person who responded no doesn't matter because I still have 399 other people waiting to hear back from them, you know? Yeah. And the problem with the numbers game is you can only talk in such tiny, minute numbers. You're talking discounts. You're talking hundreds. Adult, you're talking $100, you're talking maybe $500 if you're lucky, you know. So you're sending out, you're taking the time to find 400 emails, right? And you're copying and pasting the same exact message 400 times to send out yeah. in hopes that just one of those people will say yes mm -hmm. because you're playing a numbers game. You're talking such low consequence, you yourself are not involved. So even though I said no, I actually wrote back and I was like, P.S., don't do this. Like if you're trying to get sales, don't yeah. do this. Like yeah. my company's wrong. You got the wrong company. I'm not a motorcycle dealership. And, and you very clearly showed that you have no idea what I do. Like, mm -hmm. even if you could recover from that, I don't want to work with you. Even if your results were positive, I have no reason to want to work with you because you showed you don't care. Yeah. And the, the thing is, is, He's not going to read that. He's not going to open that. And even if he does, he's going to be like, ah, somebody's just salty. They could have just said no. You know, yeah. like we all do yeah. that. We all do where we send out this mass thing and people write back to us with advice or like critiques, whatever. And we're like, they could have just said no. Like it, yeah. what was so wrong about just saying no? Because we didn't invest ourselves in what mm -hmm. we said, in what we did. We didn't have some form of investment in it. Where in, what if, you took that time that it took to write those four. First of all, you had to find 400 people to write emails to. You can't just like, not anymore. You used to be able to, but nowadays you can't just buy an email list. 
Like, yeah. Um, because now well, you get old. The thing about that. So. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say that, like, eventually, like, you're gonna play the numbers game. You're gonna run out of numbers eventually. Like, also you're true. gonna run out of emails. So, like, you're gonna go through the list so quickly if you're if you're messaging a thousand people a day, say, or or even five hundred people a day for two months then who are you gonna message after that and then everybody said no because you took a chance you know like why why now yeah i mean it's it's an incredibly important thing to to realize and yeah we have a lot of companies cycling in and out and new people show up new people leave but there's still that bridge that you may or may not have burned and i saw it the other yeah. day i was actually reaching out for for podcast stuff and I messaged somebody on LinkedIn that I messaged four years ago with a super stock like, hey, I'm really trying to get sponsors this year, like would love to chat. And I cringed so hard. And instead of writing him a message of like, hey, I'd love for you to come on my podcast, I ended up writing an apology. I was like, I'm so sorry I did that. It was truly appalling, like looking back. I'm I'm really sorry yeah. that I wasted your time like that. And uh -huh. that right there shows that you have taken the time to like look into people you know with brian in order to get his attention i was like hey i noticed that you're the director of corporate sponsorship for circuit in the americas i noticed you signed like the first multi-million dollar deal i want to talk about that like i want to talk yeah. about that multi-million dollar deal that you signed when you yeah. broke history like everybody has something they do angel broke the ice with him about running like his his ultra marathon you know yep, yep. And everybody's like, oh, it's so much effort. I have to go in and, and look up these people. And it's like, yeah, but instead of sending 400 emails that you have no attachment to, it's easy for you to get rejected. Mm -hmm. It's really easy for you to take that rejection because you weren't invested in them. What if you yeah. took that time to write those 400 emails? And with that list of 400 people that you got, you wrote 10 emails. And yeah. what if your success rate out of those 10 emails was 60 to 80%? That'd be great. And then what if you only did 10 emails a month? And out yep. of those 10 emails, you got six phone calls. And out of those six phone calls, one company was a really good match. And then you signed a 2000. What if it's as low as $2,000? Because that's the mm -hmm. most common sponsorship that I signed. It was a $2,000 sponsorship contract. Like, yeah, just $2,000 a month for writing 10 emails instead of maybe two thousand dollars writing 400 emails yeah and the difference being you took a little extra time to figure out what it is that person actually loves yeah and then talk about the thing that they love and like yeah. i had to say that so sultry i'm so sorry everyone listening but like <laughs> what you know i love talking about sponsorship this guy yeah. was trying to sell me on lead generation if he had just looked at my website he would have yep. known that he was trying to sell me my business. Yeah. <laughs> my whole business is cold outreach to people. Like, <laughs> yep. I, I'm sorry. I don't need your lead generation. I already do it. But if you positioned it as something like, hey, I noticed that you do this. What if I could help? What if I could bolster it? What if I could, like, mm -hmm. double your numbers? Maybe we should have a conversation and see if I have a different strategy than what you use. You know, something along something the lines like of, like, that. I saw you do this thing. Do you want to talk yeah. about that thing that you did? Because I think I might be able to help you with it. Yeah. 
But instead he thought I was a motorcycle dealership. And it's just like, come on. And it happens all the time with with sponsor outreach. I know I made the one podcast where I actually read that that email. It was like, hi, my name is blank. I would love to be sponsored by your company. Please see the attached. That's what I mean yeah. by automation. Like you're taking so yeah. many shortcuts. It's just it's. Oh, you're taking so many shortcuts. It's insulting <laughs> to I, the person who that, gets the email. Yeah. And I think that that comes from like everything that I've always heard about, like for anything that I heard about sponsorship before all of this was like that it's a numbers game, like you said, and that it was about qual or quantity and like yeah. how many times you put yourself out there versus like, I think what you're talking about is more quality than quantity. Yeah. So I actually, I, I wrote this chapter in my book, um, the don't say sponsorship book which all you got to mm -hmm. do if you want to pre-order it or order it, depending on when you're listening to this, is go to don'tsaysponsorship.com. And as mm -hmm. I was writing this chapter, I actually got that email, and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. But I talk about how when I first started, let me let me find it. Here's the intro story. Here we go. Um, it started with... When I, I had my very first coach when I was road racing, when I like I took fourth place overall and I was really going for that first place overall, like I knew that I could take it if I just put my head down and trained. Um, mm -hmm. I got a trainer who worked with Olympic athletes. He worked with NFL players. He worked with all of these really high profile athletes and a couple motorsport athletes as well. Um, some Fox mm -hmm. racers, some motocross racers. And <laughs> When I recounted my sorrows and woes about how much it costs to, to fucking race, he was like, why don't you just get sponsorships? And I was like, that's brilliant. Why didn't I think of that? You know, just like all of us yeah. do. And somebody's like, just go get sponsored. You're like, of course, it's just that easy. So he sat me down and he walked me through not just a racer resume, but I wrote like a, a 12 page. It was like a, a straight up proposal. You know, I had the I had the here's your return. Like I, I wrote it out like a research paper. Like this is my resume. One page was my resume and the rest of it was all about, these are the people that I interact with. Like, this is my value here. These are the different things. Like I wrote out my year's budget because he told me if I write out my year's budget, then it gains sponsor trust because they can see what their money's going towards and they can just buy certain things, whatever. And I wrote a whole yeah. research paper about like how I wanted this specific drone over the other two drones like i i made a comparative analysis of three drones i was like these are the three drone drones i want and i want this one in the middle because of xyz because it's not the most expensive drone but i can justify it because it's better than this drone. and it was like all of this crazy wacky stuff and at the end of it it was beautiful it was formatted it was the most professional thing ever and i actually have the examples in my don't say sponsorship book about like what i did um yeah. And I was like, this is the most winning thing I've ever made in my life. Like, I was so proud of it. I had never been more proud of something, even when I was in college and mm -hmm. writing all of these research papers as an engineer. And I had it printed out. I emailed it off to all of his contacts. Like, he knew people that were the head of Target. He had, like, private investors that were invested in motorsports and, and buying, like, NASCAR teams and all this stuff. He's like, I got an in for you. This is great. You're a woman in motorsports. Yeah. You will sign sponsors. Like, it's easy. Um, and I got crickets the whole time. And I was like, that's bananas. Like, what's yeah. what's with that? And I just thought it was because of my lack of race experience. It was my first year of racing that I signed that fourth overall. Um, yeah. So the next year, 
I basically, sometime in that middle, I signed my very first sponsor, Blackfire Creative. And that was through, um, like, a little bit of family, a little bit of not. My mother mm-hmm. had been uh, a client of his for a while, like, wrapping cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I connected with him almost as a mentor. But really, it came down to I had an audience that he wanted he wanted the attention of, and he never looked at my resume. And when he, after he signed me as, as a sponsee, like he, he paid me to come to the racetrack and interact with the racers and all that. That's a different story. Um, he told me, he's like, you got to stop with the resume stuff because it looks like every other report on my desk. Like my desk is just this amalgamation of papers. People come in and they just put these papers on my desk. I don't know what half of them are. And then I shuffle them around trying to find the one thing I'm looking for. It gets covered up in all these other papers and then it all gets put into a pile. And then I never look in the pile and the pile goes in the recycling bin. Like I never saw it in the first place. I never looked yeah. at it. I never saw it. There's so many words. You got to stop with the words. You got to go with pictures. People love pictures. Make it stand out. Like it's got to be this big, amazing thing. So me having worked in the printing industry, I loved what he was, what he was saying. I was like, oh, I get to make a picture book. You know, I was so excited. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be amazing. And I made yeah. this beautiful, it was the size of a postcard. It was a 12 page book. I printed it on like construction paper grade um fancy printing paper and then i put a soft touch coating on the top for those of you who don't know what that is it feels like a pencil eraser it is the most magnificent feeling in the world because (laughs) i had studied marketing and i know that the longer somebody touches something the more likely they are to buy it and i made sure that this book was really stark in color you know it was thick like it took up space and it was this brilliant like brightly printed action shot on the front action shot on the back like the hero shots you know And then as Adam walked me through this book, he's like, you got to really focus more on the audience. Yeah, everybody loves a winner, but like, who is in your audience? You know, what, what do they do? Like, how, how does this work out? You know, and then he had me do the gold, silver, bronze. He's like, you got to do the gold, silver, bronze. People got to know what they're investing in. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, this is what you need. And I was like, cool. This is really great that a company is telling me that this is what I need. And He also had a huge network of people to go talk to. And I had brilliant activations ideas. You know, one of them was um, the maker of Simple Green, actually. And I was like, it's great. I'm going to put Simple Green in my power washer at the track. And I'll offer, like, free power washes to everybody, whatever. Not interested. Because they wanted business-to-business interactions. They didn't want business-to-consumer interactions, which was fine. Mm -hmm. Um, So I linked them with the gas station owner that I knew to put it in their car wash. So there's Mm -hmm. an example of an activation. Um, Yeah. But so so that kind of flunked and I walked around. I went in person to all of these people and I handed them my books and mm-hmm. I never heard back from any of those people. But the people I did hear back from were like the people I just met in the street, you know, and, and I had this bundle of books. And they were like, "Whoa, yeah. that's really cool. Can I see? It? So I got a lot of fans from the books, but yeah. I didn't get a single sponsor from the books. Yeah. And I was kind of defeated by that, too, because it was like, what the? Like, this company, this guy who's mentoring me, who just paid me, told me to do all these things, and none of it worked. Like, what's the deal with that? So then I signed up for, so this is year three now of this process, I signed up for the $10,000 Sponsorship Collective Group Coaching Program um, Mm -hmm. run by Chris Bayless, and to my surprise, he had what was called a business case, and it looked exactly like the book that I made with Adam. And I was like, 
this is bananas. Like, what is, except the the thing that they focused on, it was less about your res- racing results, and it was more about acknowledging that it's not about sponsorship anymore. You know, it's it's like everybody gets the logos, the shout-outs, all that jazz. Let's talk about activations. That's yeah. what their book focused on, but it was still a book. And it was yeah. a digital book. And the more I I did that, and I emailed it all to all of these people, and I still never got any responses. So that's three times now I tried the, like, Here's a packet. Here's a resume. Here's a book. Like here is a physical manifestation or a digital manifestation of all of my yeah. success. Here you go, world. Like, where are my sponsors? Yeah. None of that worked. And it was the second I was like, okay, I guess <laughs> if everybody's doing that, I should probably do something different since it's not working yeah. for me. And it doesn't seem to be working for anybody else because everybody else is complaining about racer resumes and only getting discounts. So obviously nobody's getting paid. So then I just yeah. started writing emails like a normal person. <laughs> I was like, hey, I really respect like your company's culture. Like I picked you because of your culture, not your product. I mean, your product's great, but everybody's yeah. product is great. I picked you because of your culture. Like I, I'm obsessed with marketing. Just I messaged Sunday, Sundays for the dogs. I messaged yeah. them and I was like, I'm obsessed with your marketing. I've studied marketing for seven years and never before have I walked into the house and my brother shoved his phone in my face and was like, Catherine, what do you think about this dog brand? They say there's no asterisks. He like had all of the dog food out on the counter, like going through the nutrition labels after he saw this dog food's Instagram and I commended them for it. I sent them this huge message of me just <laughs> geeking out about their marketing. They loved it. They loved it. It was a genuine interaction. And now we're talking about dog food for the dogs. Like, you guys, (laughs) be genuine. Like, take the time to understand who you're talking to. And you don't have to send 400 emails and wonder if it's a numbers game. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is send an email and be like, hey, I noticed you do this thing. And I think that's really cool. They're like, yeah, you think so? And you're like, yeah. But it can't be something standard like, hey, I heard that you like dirt bikes or, Hey, I heard that your guards are really cool. Like they protect the bike really well. No, if it's, (laughs) if it's some generic, like, Hey, I hear your oil lubricates engines really well. No, (laughs) figure something out about the person you're talking to, not the company. Yeah. If it, if it's going to be something like that, like if you're going to reach out to somebody in motorsports, like they hear it all the time. Hey, your soap smells really good. Yeah, no shit. That's why, that's (laughs) why I made it that way is so that it smells good. Like, what else you got? (laughs) If you just take the time to do that, everything Mm -hmm. else falls into place. Even if if it's not $10,000, what if it's just two? What if it's $500? Let's let's go so small to say, what if it's $100? And you only had to send one email instead of $400? I'd do it. That's $100 for an email when how many times have you written an email in your life and didn't get anything? Yeah. I or mean, worse, people take money from you. <laughs> also true. Like fucking signing discounts, but the discount mm-hmm. only applies to orders over 100 or something like that. So then you end up spending $100 more than you would have if you just never got the discount in the first place. Like or 10 people have to buy before you get it or, you know, something like that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That was the biggest, like, hook it to me. When I first heard about hook it, I thought it was the most brilliant thing in the world. And after two months of using it, I was mad. I was like, this shit's a scam. This is a full-on scam. And all it is, 
You want to know what Hook It really is? It's all of those sponsors that you reach out to that you're really excited because we all reach out to the same seven people, right? Fox, Alpine Stars. They're called endemic brands. So they're brands inside of the sport that you're in. It's like Brooks Running Shoes for runners or um, Cannondale for bikers, like Mm -hmm. whatever KTM for dirt bikers. You know, the brand that works inside of the industry you're in, you're reaching out to in, in the industry brands. Um, they are sick and tired of getting a bajillion responses, but they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So yeah. they push you to hook it. <laughs> and they say, look, it's a whole thing where all you got to do is update your profile and then you just get sponsors. And everybody's like, oh my God, I'm sponsored. <laughs> that's not what, I, I hate to burst your bubble, but that's not what sponsorship is. That is an affiliate or an ambassador. You are not mm-hmm. sponsored at that point in time. I'm sorry. Yep. To whoever's feelings I just hurt. Um, but that's my. All right. That's my final thoughts. I'll, I'll end my rant. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you need more information like this. Uh, and all of the tips and tricks that go with being more personable and not automated. You can find them all in my free book. We just talked about it. It's going to be a free book. All you got to do is pay the shipping out. Um, and you can find that at don'tsaysponsorship.com www.don'tsaysponsorship.com <laughs> yes. Cue the outro music. Unless Angel's got other other feelings. Oh, shoot. Dad joke. Oh, no. I was like, it's your turn, so... Of course it is. <laughs> uh, I've got the outro music here. It is... Um... Ode Day Snowblower. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if you can hear it, but it's the snow plows are going by right now. Because it's snowing in the Midwest and not a little bit either. We're supposed to get five inches. Well, we got like three yesterday, five today. Supposed to get three tomorrow. Dang. Yeah. I love living in the Midwest. It's great. Just great. <laughs> uh, you got any Can final we... thoughts on on automation or personability? Um, not automation, but I actually did want to share that interaction I talked to you about earlier. Um so I was telling Catherine earlier that uh, I I used to be into the car the car world. I used to drag race, um, and so I'm I'm part of a lot of women's uh, enthusiast groups. Um, and one of the ones that I came across earlier today was a woman talking about how she's trying to start a business. She's trying to get sponsorship for her racing, and um, she. <laughs> was told that she has to have something like 250,000 plus followers on social media before she'll get sponsors. And that was by people that she was like trying to get the sponsorships from. They told her, don't even try until you're over that um, because no one's going to look at you. And she was just so like devastated and like, how do I increase my following? Like, how do you ladies do it? And I immediately was just like, no, that's not a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I screenshot it and 
I sent it to Catherine and I, I told this girl, um, you know, I know this coach, she's amazing. And, you know, she's, she can totally help you. So, um, I am getting her to talk to Catherine because we all know if you've been listening to this podcast, that that's not the case, that you don't need to have a million followers just to get a sponsorship. So, but it's, it's kind of cool to me now that, like I said before, like I am thinking in activations now like I'm constantly thinking about it like when I'm having interactions and people are saying things I'm like oh my god that's so not right (laughs) (laughs) yeah and the the thing I like to remind people about when you reach out to a company and they say you have to have x amount of followers they always focus on followers and not who is in your audience and I think that's really strange From a business yeah. standpoint, that they genuinely don't care about who your audience is. They only care about the number of audience you have. Yeah. Um, because for any effective marketing campaign, it is much better. And this comes back to automation versus personability, is that yeah. it is much better to target a very small audience of the right people than it is to target a very large audience of medium people. Um, yeah. You always want to go after the people who like need it, want it, love it already. You don't need to sell it to them. They already want it. (laughs) All you got to do is educate them or tell them that it's there versus like when you, when you do reach out to companies who say you have to have X amount of followers, what they're expecting from that is X amount of sales. Uh, usually they're expecting a certain return. Usually it's, they already have it mathed out. They're like, if you have X amount of followers, then you're going to get X amount of sales. And that's where we get that. Like, I have to be able to raise a company's bottom line, or I have to be able to, to sell things. And then you feel really sleazy and salesy and it's gross. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's <laughs> really cool for me personally, because like, I was like, Hey, I have a secret. That's like what it felt like. It's not a secret, but it's just something that so few people know that it feels like a secret. And like I've said before to you, Catherine, like, I think it's really cool that you're sharing this with people. Like you're doing these podcasts and you know, you're, you have the book and everything. I just think you're just giving people so many different ways to get access to this information. And it's, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't actually know if personable and like, I know that personality is a word and I know that personable is a word. I'm sure that I've made up my own words in this episode with like personability and, and stuff. I don't know if any of that's correct. Um, I never said that I was an English major, so I'm we're sorry. Gonna, we're if... going to coin these terms. If you start using these, you owe us royalties. <laughs> My mom is pulling out the dictionary as she's listening to this episode. I can feel her every <laughs> single time I say it. She, she'll just sit there and go, oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to Google it after this and I'm going to tag her in a post. <laughs> you always said that she was a dictionary thumper. Um, uh, people with the did dictionary. you find your dad joke? I did. I did. Okay. Um, All right. I don't trust trees. They're very shady. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It was the best I could come up with in a short amount of time. And it seemed appropriate since I'm in the middle of the desert. So. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for listening to that horrendousness, everyone. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Pretty much. Um, and if you would like to get your free copy of Don't Say Sponsorship, all you got to do is go to www.dontsaysponsorship.com. All right. See you in the next episode. <laughs>
<laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>